If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Futurefile, your weekly podcast exploring all the technology that changes the way we live, the way we work, and the way we play. This week, we will be discussing parenting and specifically how technology can influence parenting, the benefits, the drawbacks, um, and I have a couple of guests with me who are going to help me dive into this. First up is Mr. J.C. Sutton from our Mirrors community team, who is, uh, you may remember from the gaming podcast a couple of weeks back. He joins us for a uh, second appearance on Futurefile. Hello there. Thanks, J.C. And also for the first time on Futurefile, Mr. Steve Mile, who is our features editor at The Daily Mirror and also a host of the First Time Dads podcast, which we'll be putting a link to. Hello. So thanks a lot, guys, for joining us, both of which, both of our, my guests obviously are new parents. I myself am not a parent yet, so I will be learning hopefully as much as you guys will. Um, but I wanted to get into this because it's a very, very interesting topic. There's a lot of um, statistics around at the moment about um, how technology is influencing children, what kind of uh, usage children are, are having, and young, young adults, teenagers as well. Um, all about what kind of... Um, use they're getting out of the technology. So, for example, um, we had a report from Ofcom uh, towards the end of last year entitled Media Use and Attitudes Report, looking specifically at parents and children. Uh, And they found that from ages three to four, uh, 1% of children have smartphones, but 21% have a tablet. Um, 53% of of children aged three to four go online for nearly eight hours a week. 48% use YouTube. Uh, You put that up a little bit to 12 to 15 year olds and the numbers jump massively. We've got 83% of 12 to 15 year olds own a smartphone, 55% own tablets and massive 99% go online for nearly 12 hours a week. So those are just a few stats to kind of crunch some of the numbers. Um, but but how is it in the real world? Um, I'm going to turn it over to my, my two parent guests to kind of give their thoughts on what they think about the current side of consumer technology and how it impacts parenthood so guys over to you jc do you want to kind of start how are you finding technology in parenthood being a new dad yourself um it's a bit terrifying really because it's obviously uh, adds a lot of convenience to a lot of day-to-day life and it's another another avenue for sort of fun and entertainment but it's also a way for potential dangers to come in as well and uh, so my son isaac is only nine months old and he's obviously he's already kind of reaching for uh, my other half's mobile phones and kind of screens and things like that. And we've had to block off the Xbox because he likes to push the glowy button on the front. Right. Um, and it sort of made me kind of reassess my relationship with technology and how I have used it and how I grew up with it and trying to balance uh, my bias towards the way I grew up with technology towards myself now as a parent and seeing it from the other side. So it's a bit a bit of an interesting way to be on the other side of that thing now. Yeah, Steve. I think you, um, as a new parent, and my little boy just turned two, you approach technology when you become a parent the same way you probably viewed it when you weren't a parent. So if you're someone that wants every gadget right. and you have every gadget in your house before you become a parent, then when you become a parent, you're probably going to get every parenting 
electric gadget as yeah. an electronic gadget as okay. well. So you can get, I mean, you you, you can get uh, monitors which connect to the internet, so you can watch your child in its cot while you're at work on your phone. You can get uh, mats which are motion sensitive, so if your child doesn't move during the night, an alarm goes off on your phone. Um, my wife and I, we didn't go for any of that. We went for a very conventional just uh, a monitor where you can hear him mm-hmm. yeah. and if he's in the next room you turn that off because otherwise it amplifies it to such a degree that you don't need I don't think you need it we survive without this kind of technology um, also I think when kids are small they don't need screens right um, he can entertain himself with like trains and cars and it makes him look up at the world when he's going around in his buggy he's observing cars going past looking out for diggers looking out for um, fire engines police cars he's not got head down on a tablet yeah. and we've only got to get on the tube to see how we behave with tablets yeah. You, everyone's looking at their phone on the train yeah. no one's looking out the window at the world going by no one's looking at other people's faces and I think you know we haven't deliberately my wife and I tried to keep him off screens but we just don't think he needs it doesn't need at, it at this, this point, point in his yeah. life he's only been on planet earth out of his mother's womb for two years he hasn't seen enough of the world to want to find an alternative world um, that said we're expecting baby number two due in a month's time and at the moment there's two of us spending all of our time looking after him when that tension is split we may be calling what people call the, the, the extra parent, right. which is perhaps TV. And you hear of, you know, you're talking anecdotally to other parents and putting kids down in front of TV screen just to buy themselves 15 minutes so they can look after the small baby yeah. because, you know, they're entertained. Yeah. But I think we'll be, very, we'll be very cautious when we introduce that into his life because we've seen when we've gone to friends' houses, kids when they've had the iPad or whatever taken other tablets are available taken off of them yeah. they kick off really they start screaming you know like I want it more more pad more pad oh, and my we've goodness. got we've got friends that um, when they had their second child the present to the first child because you're you're told to give a present to the child yeah. when the sibling arrived was an iPad oh, right. um, and I just you know wasn't that long ago you know I'm I'm 40 where the idea of having a smartphone to us was like this amazing incredible technology when the iPhone came out it was like incredible technology or even when like um, you know iPods came out and then again when tablets started becoming available with colour it was you know and we've waited all of our lives oh, for yeah. this. It's a real sort of Moore's Law type thing where yeah. how, how quickly, you go back even 10 or 15 years and when I was growing up and, you know, the, 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 the speed at which the technology yeah. scene has changed. And as you said, as you both said, we're on our phones. It's made us think how quickly we're on our phones. Um, and we have all seen that change kind of come about. But yeah. your kids will, you know, there won't be a world yeah. before social networks. There won't be yeah. a world before smartphones for them yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's tech does make it easier in some respects I mean you can run out of nappies and you can be was walking down the stairs you can be on your Ocado app ordering nappies to be delivered the next day yeah which you don't have to go out and fight around a supermarket with a screaming child you can go to the park with your child because 
technology has so allowed you to do it seems to me there is this there's this sort of two-pronged kind of argument here there is tech that enables and makes it easier to be a parent and it's helpful but there's also the tech that the child actually uses yeah. which which you have to be a bit wary of yeah um so jackson at the moment is on the cusp of saying alexa play bar bar because we've got an uh, echo yeah. in our house and that's a bit freaky yeah. that he's having a conversation with uh, AI yeah, yeah. you know in our house and what's also you know no, worth noting of that conversation is it's Alexa play bar bar not Alexa please play bar right. there's no there's no okay. manners in yeah. that is yeah. there it's, de- it's a demand it's an it's an order yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's an order and we're constantly told by Amazon and, and some of it's great that you can do all these things with it you can turn the heating up you can order shopping you can kind of take direct you can get directions mm-hmm. you can order pizza or whatever and how long before we're having to put parental you know controls on smart home right. stop your kid well, a lot of, ordering like you know I mean a lot, a, lot, a lot of stuff does have parental controls yeah. in it already it's just maybe it's not made voice activated stuff it's, it's not yeah yeah I mean you can go into these apps and you can find the settings but yeah. f- f- I mean we, I've written a number of features about how to do yeah. exactly that because it's not often um, spelled out or maybe it's not maybe parents don't understand um, how to get in and change these settings mm. or actually looking forward a little bit when the, the kids get a bit older and, and have been so used to it and, and they find ways around it mm. I mean that was uh, certainly the when I was in my um, you know teens we, and, and you, the internet was coming around and file sharing was starting to yeah. become a thing and stuff like that you'd find ways around it yeah, and your yeah. parents who had jobs and mortgages and all yeah, the other yeah. stuff they didn't always have the time to be as up no. to speed on on what's going on yeah, I, I certainly agree with that nowadays compared to our parents generation that um, we as parents now have to be as literate or more literate with technology than our children have to. I mean, my, my mother, bless her, she couldn't really operate a microwave very well. And if she knew that I was up till 4 a.m. when I was a teenager downloading MP3s or playing my N64, she'd probably you know, go crazy. But now we don't have that. We can't do that anymore. We have to be one step ahead of everything that's changing. So all the all the new online games that are coming out, all the new kind of features of uh, the technologies that are coming out, we have to know what these games are capable of yeah. and what the, the very specific language that they kind of use and the features, and we have to constantly be kind but, of... But, but, but so we're coming at it from a point of view of a particular type of parenting where we want to be engaged with that, and we are journalists, so we're naturally slightly concerned, cynical looking at it. Yeah, we we that's think the point. there might be a problem there, so we should be ahead of it. I'm sure there's loads of parents that just don't even consider it. It's like we were at a birthday party at the weekend mm-hmm. and a birthday cake for two year olds came out and it was white sugar frosted icing with like God knows how much sugar in it. Yeah. And you could see there was half the parents as this cake came out and it started being doled out were looking at each other going, the hell would we give that to our kids and the other other parents who didn't care you know they didn't didn't even think that actually the sugar was an issue and I think it's maybe the same with technology is that some of us think there's things to be cautious of and other and the rest of us think well it doesn't matter and you flagged before we came on about Steve Jobs um, That's true. Yes, yeah, I did. In, um, so, just for a bit of context, in back in in twenty ten, um, Steve Jobs, the legendary co founder of Apple, was was interviewed by a New York Times reporter called Nick Bilton, 
And at that point, the iPad was a relatively new invention, and he uh, and uh, he was asked, Steve Jobs was asked if his kids enjoyed playing with it. To which his response was, and I quote, "They haven't used it much. We limit how much technology our kids use at home." Um, so that's from Steve Jobs. Bill Gates also has reportedly limited this, the screen time of his children when they were younger um, because they know and are aware of the way in which these technologies are designed to dominate your attention. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing it, yeah. it that, that speaks volumes about how we as sort of even relatively non-techy people should should be, you know, aware of it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I wonder how many CEOs of... Cigarette companies let their kids smoke, <laughs> right. or you know, bosses of chocolate companies have cupboards full of chocolate. You know, I, exactly. Is that principle? I mean, let's, let me play devil's advocate here for a minute, though. Surely, if we um, give our children um, tech at a younger age, they'll become. We'll, we'll find out how they use it and why they use it. We're in a. We're always seems to be in a bit of a guinea pig environment, but surely that's a good thing for making it better and safer as we go on. Or is it always open to be exploited? I don't know. What do you think? I think it's. The way technology works and the way we use it affects how we interact with people in the real world mm-hmm. apart from it as well. Once we're, we're away from tech, I think that's a really heavy influence. And I, when, when Steve was talking about uh, kind of his, his child talking to Alexa and not using please and, and thank you, that's sort of kind of a worrying step that they might, that children might carry that out into the real world and not being able to manage not being stimulated constantly. And I think it's important for the kids to feel bored occasionally. Yeah. To kind of have to come up with their own distractions mm-hmm. or to be a bit more internal and not necessarily have to be in constant contact with yeah. other people or be connected. Even I kind of have, when I get home from work, I like to just switch off yeah. and just kind of be present in the room with my family. And I kind of want to impress that on my, on my son as well. And, and there's, a, there's an interaction that takes place, you know, when you go and buy... We used to go and buy music, didn't we? CDs yeah. in in Woolworths, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, you don't have to now. You can you you can operate entirely from your house. You can get all your food delivered. Mm-hmm. You can get your music. And if kids grow up in that environment, then where's the interaction? Where's that human empathy come from? Seeing another person, and I'm not talking about over a screen. You know, a, a, a shared game, you know, computer game, but a, an actual mm-hmm. person that that you know is uh, flesh and blood. And I think there is—I mean, I'm, I'm anecdotally here pulling stats, but there is some discussion about knife crime in relation to computer games, because on uh, computer games, if you get stabbed, person survives, come back to life, and in knife crime amongst young men, they grow up in that environment where they yeah. see the violence is a fake violence they don't necessarily have the understanding that it's you know when you stab someone it's, it's not okay kind of I'm going to come in on that again and play a sort of devil's advocate what if I mean your, your children are both both quite young but let's say yeah. getting on a little bit um and they find that games or chat rooms or app messaging apps um, or social networks and that allow them to maybe make friends with um, other children with similar interests mm-hmm. that maybe they don't find in the, the real world at school. Now, isn't surely that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah it is. It makes the world smaller. It, it allows you to see other things. But I think this is a, there's a... You've got to think, why has this technology been created and who's who's behind it and what's the purpose of it i think it, it, there are some definitely some educational benefits to it like computers in schools and stuff is yeah good. i mean my other my other half is it is a teacher and it's i was obviously it's been a long time since any of us have been at school but it's all moved on so much more now that kids 
get uh, homeworks in like kind of when they, if they're off school sick they get their homework sent to them mm. on via email or, or something and they or they um, kind of can conference in and, and things like that and even the the like writing boards are all digital now yeah. so it's all yeah. brings in that sort of level That's of right. convenience. when I was at school there was one classroom that had a digital board it was, it was a geography thing and you yeah. could pull up the globe yeah. and sort of do things and annotate and stuff on it and there was, it was one board yeah, in the yeah, entire school, school. We had the computers at my school were something called acorn computers and they had black screen with green oh text yeah. on it there was no graphics like, like the old uh, Amstrad yeah yeah um, that's machines. that sort of that yeah. sort of style I mean I started you know I'm really aging myself now but I went through university without an email address wow. you know I didn't have an email address until after I left university and I don't necessarily think I'm less a man <laughs> because of that I've probably caught up with my email but, I mean it'll be so interesting when you talk to your kids about that down the line and say well, well when I went to uni and well, they'll be like well, how did well, you no, they'll say what's an email address right, won't they yeah. because there'll be some there'll be something else why you te- Why did you send text why didn't you just like use why your you just call you know, up the holograph yeah, it's like right. that bit in it's Back to the Future 2 where Marty goes into the diner in the future and plays the arcade machine and I think it's, I think it's Elijah Wood who the young actor it's like you have to use your hands that's right like a baby's toy yeah. <laughs> and that's going to happen to us yeah so anyway before that little digression what were we saying about the um about, about your, your, your other half at the school. And, and, yeah, and, so there's obviously a, a, a whole ream of benefits, and especially in the, the educational sphere. And when I think of when I would do a school project uh, back in the day, and I'd just go around a friend's house, and he had in Carter 95, and that and everyone's homework looked exactly or suspiciously oh, yeah. similarly yeah, yeah. worded to in Carter 95, um, and you'd had to trips to a library. But now you can just access all that information immediately, yeah. and I think uh, it helps expand that world it helps introduce concepts and ideas uh, and, a, and the exchange of information to children at a, at a younger age and I think that's fantastic it can broaden their horizons but you want them to have broadened horizons without losing focus of what's directly in front of them mm. and how to apply that knowledge the stuff they've learned online yeah. in the real world to, to real people to not forget yeah. that that's as important as what they do and online. have trust in whatever it is that they're using that it's for a Good rather than you know, fake news. We hear a lot about it. You know, you want them yeah. to be going on an Encyclopedia Britannica website right. or whatever to get their information, rather than some obscure kind of. Yeah, that's right. There's always sort of side benefits. So I'd say, you know, we, we might move from a society where the children are, are learning, exploring, putting Lego blocks in the physical world on top of each other to drag and drop mm. um, Minecraft-esque games. And, and that's just a, a sort of movement that's taking place. But what you know for an absolute fact that when a child is sitting playing with Lego blocks in your front room, they're not getting served ads. They're yeah. not getting uh, their data. The way they move the, the blocks isn't being recorded and stored as meta data anywhere yeah. else it's I'm, so it's I, 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 I can play there was a sort of back at you Jeff as a, as a okay. childless uh, a, a man would it matter to you if when you had children that they didn't use a pen and paper How, as, as you sit there with a well, absolutely. I go. I go nowhere without a, a notepad and a pen. I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Um, it's it's always in but my aside bag. Aside from your journal, journalistic right. background, but um, you know, not being able to write their name. Does it matter if they own if, if they have instead of having a signature, they have like a retina eye scan, or they don't have you know this anecdotal stuff of kids going to school without enough strength in their finger and thumb right, to yeah. hold a pen because they just swipe. I can't, it, matter? it matters to me. It still matters to me, probably because I'm in that generation of, of I remember the time before the internet and before we all had phones. If you'd asked me in 10 years' time, I'd probably say, well, no, it's an outdated skill. Why do you need it? You mm. know, if you can get through with your, your fingerprints and your... your, your it's hand. like the make fire skill. 
What's to make fire? You know, like we don't know how to make fire because oh, right. we don't need to right. make fire anymore. Yeah. We don't know how to hunter and gatherer because we don't need to anymore. I would. Oh, I don't know. It would be. It's something that I think when I when my kids do come along at some point, I would. I'd be really keen to make sure that they understand some of the. Um, Parts that, that you know how a website is created, mm. um, how a server works, what a packet of data is—that sort of stuff, which is kind of the nuts and bolts yeah, of yeah. computing and yeah. technology a little bit, rather than just you know how to go on YouTube and, and find yeah. use the right keywords to what they want. Because it's like anything: there's there's depths to the knowledge, and there's useful parts to the knowledge, and then there's sort of the, the shiny surface level stuff that you maybe don't need to know as mm. much. Mm. I think that's really interesting because I think that I don't know those nuts and bolts but I use all this technology and take it for granted I, but I don't know the it's like working right. for a website I don't know the product right. side of things and how well you know I can built. drive a car but I couldn't take an engine apart and put it back no. together again so it's yeah but then I totally appreciate how parents these days um, you know there's so much just going back to what you were saying earlier JC about you're expected to know all this stuff before your, your children do and you know there's there's so much that you have to know. I mean, may, I'm amazed that people can can really turn out functioning children and hold down jobs and marriages <laughs> and all the rest of it. So hats off to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, we, we, I'm sure that um, Jackson will uh, have screens in front of him at some point on a more regular basis, but hopefully we'll still have some element of kind of him understanding that that's an addition to your life not a replacement yeah. to your life. I don't want to sound corny but you want to remind them that the technology is the tool that they are using rather than it kind of dominating and, and using them and kind of like mm. getting all the metadata and stuff you want it to be a tool and not used against them. Anyway. I see. That leads, that leads me on quite nicely actually so if, if you were going to give some advice to the listeners who maybe are um, using tech themselves and either, either new parents or older parents or even people like me who have not got children yet. Um, if you could think of a, a couple of really useful pieces of advice that you found in you know your early experiences of parenting that you you kind of wish someone had told you before you started about technology and and, and how it works. Mm. Ooh, that's a tricky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we do I, pose the tricky yeah, questions here on this podcast. I, yeah, I I think that you less is more was not something that I wish I'd known because that's the approach I've taken but I think that is the approach to take with regards to parents and tech that don't just because things are marketed at you as be when you're a parent there's pressure on you to get all the bits and pieces and somehow right. that makes you a better parent by owning oh, this okay. stuff I don't think that is I think that certainly to start with the first two years the simpler it is the more you understand the fundamentals of, of parenting and what it takes to feed I mean a microwave is useful feeding baby of course mm -hmm. uh, and you know it's useful to have hands free technology when you're pushing a buggy to call up music and that kind of stuff Yeah. Um, and it, a monitor is useful but you don't necessarily need the Wi-Fi super duper you know 80 quid 90 quid one right so yeah, I'd agree with that definitely yeah um, and I think also think about what purpose the technology you're using is serving what what is it replacing what is it providing if you're if it's buying you like five ten minutes to go and, and do something very important very quickly or just to calm a child down briefly that's fine fair enough but if it's kind of replacing a, a core kind of parenting role if you're kind of if you give the 
give them a tablet for an hour and they're not really getting any engagement from you or anything like that back, I think that's an important question to ask. It's like, what is what is the technology swapping out, replacing, and what are the benefits yeah, that it's bringing? If you find that you're using other technology to allow you to use technology, so you're sticking them in front of a TV screen so you can look at your phone, I don't think that's a great thing. Yeah. And we could all probably do with being spending less time on our smartphones looking at each other in the eye a bit more absolutely yeah we do we do try and I, I try and sort of people talk to me a lot about technology and I try and sort of say this thing it should be well it goes back to sort of what you were saying it should be really enhancing your life rather than kind of the reason for doing it all yeah. so if you can use it to, to say make a certain task easier or, or, or learn something or take some valuable skill away from it don't just let it because tech and and the minds behind these products these services are, they are it's almost psychology and how um, adept it is at taking your attention away because that's how they make money um, that's not to say that it's not really useful to use them in, in short periods but it, it's it's a balancing act isn't it it really is and I feel we come back to saying that week in week out I'd also say as a gamer um, that if your child is playing a game or there's a hot new title that's out and it's in the playground everyone's talking about it um, sit down and play it with them and watch them play it find out all the features that there are, go through all the menus, read up as much as you can about the game because there might be parental control functions that are hidden slightly, there are things you can do to kind of control it, um, but be aware of everything the game can do because that's very, very important because there are a lot of parents who kind of aren't aware of being able to control screen time like in the app itself, being able to like set it to, to cut off, to mm -hmm. control um, muting chat options or various kind of private lobbies and things like that. So being able to do that and being aware of what a game can and can't do, and your you know your ability to to manage that is very very important. So it might be a bit boring to kind of go into all the options and read up and better, but it's very very important. To actually, do that. That, that does make me think of an interesting point um, that some of the tech companies are actually putting out you know kid specific products, and I'll give you th three off the bat. So Facebook Facebook has Facebook Messenger for kids, um, which is where the parents can fully control the contact list. It's a, it's a voice video chat app, and you can draw and, and send stickers and things like that. Um, but it's fully controlled by the parents, and they approve it through their own Facebook account. So that's one. Uh, YouTube Kids is trying to lock down YouTube as best it can. Um, and lastly, um, actually, Amazon, they offer a, a sort of fire... For, it's, a, it's a fire tablet kids edition, um, but it's also... It comes with a year subscription of kind of Amazon Prime, but kids-specific content. So now there are the, like it's it's such a it's such a murky topic, and it's we could spend so long talking about it because what they what these services are effectively is they're sort of walled gardens that can you know uh, give kids a safe space, digitally speaking, to to um, engage with. But also what you're doing is it's a sort of uh, Trojan horse approach yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yep. you're uh, automatically giving these yep. children um, it's a McDonald's Happy Meal. McDonald's Happy exactly couldn't exactly that's exactly it. So yeah. get again, you in the door and then you exactly you if you if you, you get in then young. And I'm sure there's a, a, a drug analogy, isn't there? <laughs> Lathering sure or something. That, yeah, I mean it's on one hand, as someone who's very pro technology, I can I can certainly see the benefits of it but I, again yes as a journalist as a cynical journalist I, I can see parenting. I mean we talk about it a lot on first time dads uh, the, to the more time you can spend with your kids the better and I think if you don't spend time with your kids where is your kid spending that time and if mm. your kid's spending that time doing something that you're not aware of because you're not there then that can't be a good thing I don't think for mm -hmm. your relationship because if there's something going wrong in your kid's life and we hear about cyberbullying and stuff like that and you're not there and you don't know what they're doing how will you know until perhaps critical point that something's going awry I just think more time with kids is hard 
but then parenting's not. Is it easier if you find if you sort of find something that you can do to get like what JC was saying about gaming? If 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 you're interested in that, or interested in I don't know. football or something going out and playing football with the kids in the backyard or something like that if you can find that kind of avenue then you kind of you're, you're, you're doing well plus on a, on a sentimental note I find that there are times when um, like my, my son Isaac he'll be kind of playing around kind of with his toys and whatnot, and I'll be just I might have the Xbox on and I'll be playing um, like, some, like a really small kind of simple game or he'll be asleep on me and I'll be kind of trying to play games yep. when he's asleep and then I kind of pause for a second and I think back to when I'm kind of 40 or 50 or, or, or 60 or, what, or whatever and other dads have told me the advice is you, um, you wish you could get all that time back no one ever wishes they spent less time with their kids when they were growing up yeah, yeah. and so it makes me put it down I kind of go I'm going to be I'm, I'm gonna be older and I'm kind of going to miss him being asleep on me or being cute and, and playing and I'm going to miss that instead of kind of staring at the screen so I just kind of take yeah. a step back and, and sometimes see the when you're running around trying to do stuff you're like oh, I wish not they weren't here but I wish you could just let me do this but then if you think oh actually I'm not going to do that what I'm going to do is lie in my stomach and play Brio Train yeah. with Jackson for half an hour and he'll just go off into his, li- his little world and it's like you won't when they're a teenager locked in their bedroom with a VR headset on <laughs> and you can't you, they, you just see plates of food vanish and yeah. they're sleeping all day and you don't really know who their friends are you're long I'm pretty sure as an early for those early parent mm-hmm. years, well, that is quite a wonderful little note <laughs> to I think end the show. And I mean, Steve, do you want to just give a quick plug yeah, out to you? Dads, first time dads podcast. Uh, first time dads podcast. You can find it on iTunes uh, and Spotify and all the other places. It's basically two new dads talking about the madness of uh, of being first time dads. Great stuff. Well, um, that's 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 all from us this week. We've kind of run out of time, but thank you both very much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Really good to talk. Really enjoyed it, and hopefully, um, really useful for, for the listeners as well. As I say, this is your Future File podcast. We do this every week. We're talking about all the tech uh, uh, that, that's in your life and, and affecting your life. So please do listen to us. Subscribe. Uh, leave a comment, and uh, we'll be back with another one soon. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>